Let's go. Let's go, baby. Collab jam. Yeah, welcome to the collab jam. Yeah. Play that intro. Welcome to the collab jam. It's your boy, the Plan Beats. And the Rail Banks. Man, you've been you've been more on point with with the queue. Yeah, I know. We go back and forth with with the improvements on this podcast. What's good, everybody? Another week of this. How was your week, man? My week has been a week. It's been full of uh, going out and having fun. Damn, really? Yeah, went out the other day. Got away for a bit. Went out shopping. Woo! <laughs> Things opening up out there. Oh yeah, in this area. Man, that's good to hear. They actually started opening opening things up here. You don't need like the digital certificate for the vax or tests. Like you 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 would need to do like tests or have the certificate for basically everything. If you wanted to go to restaurants or anything, and now you basically don't need anything. You just need the mask. Hey, that's good. Yeah, it, it is good. It's still like you still have to wear the mask, so that's still going around. But it's it's good to see things seem to go a bit more back to how it was before all of this craziness so that's cool plus spring is coming so might give us a chance to yeah i'm looking forward to that bro i'll be glad how's the weather been out there the weather is actually starting to get better today is nice super nice it's like in the 60s today here it's been really nice too it's it's really weird because winter has been super sunny and chill out here like usually we get a lot of crazy rain, very cold days and nights. But this year it's been very, very nice actually, which is kind of weird. Yeah, you're lucky you don't have to deal with snow. Oh no, we don't have snow. It's very, there's very few places in Portugal that actually get snow like on a regular. Lucky bastards. <laughs> I've seen snow once in my life. <laughs> and that was on TV. <laughs> <laughs> it was Home Alone. No, 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 man! But I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that things are are cool out there, and the weather's nice. We've also been promoting. This is episode four, but we've officially by now have had the chance of promoting the the podcast. So we actually do have some listeners. Uh, I don't know how many, but if you've been supporting since episode one, much love to you. Uh, yeah, right. I'm sure we've already talk behind the scenes but if not feel free to shoot us a dm let us know what you think of the podcast so far if you got any suggestions those are always appreciated and yeah yeah give us material to talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah we definitely need that we're running out of ideas already <laughs> yep episode four we're gonna be done by episode five so <laughs> come through to the finale next week <laughs> yeah this is a limited time series exactly <laughs> no but actually today we were discussing maybe talk about bring out some some of our past experiences. Yeah, artists and their fucking shenanigans. Well, not even artists, <laughs> but people in general and their shenanigans and and how to not go about networking and working with people in general. People really know how to burn bridges. Bro, it's that that very first contact tell says a lot about a person, right? Yeah. The way you just go about greeting someone or not even greeting like most of the times when someone I never talked to reaches out to me 
they either don't greet me at all or it's one of those super automated messages of like, yo, this, this and that, blah, blah, you know, like. They sent it to a thousand other people. Yeah, I've actually got hit up with, with one of those messages and they forgot to change the name. Oh, no, they had somebody else's name. I don't, no, no, not even someone else's name. It had like the brackets oh. and like producer name in close brackets. <laughs> so I don't know if they even downloaded that template for some, from somewhere or if they just made it and then they would... Yeah, fill in the... the, 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 the What's was, good, no. producer name? <laughs> Bro, that was... Come on. It was disappointing, but hilarious at the same time. Because that's when, when you're just like, yeah, I love when, when people are caught red-handed in that way. I mean, if you're going to do something like that, do it good. Don't don't fuck up that bad. Yeah. <laughs> be At least be good at something, man. How can you fuck that up? I mean, if you, but on the other hand, if it's so fucked up to the point of where it's like extremely obvious, at least it gives someone something to talk about to that extent because like i'm t I'm bringing it up yeah yeah true, so i mean yeah, you true. stand out in that in that way like yeah but you had you had a weird you had a weird experience a while back i have a lot of them so which which one which one do you want to bring up i don't care i mean i had one particular one in mind but but yeah i mean let's start with yours because i feel like yours is oh you want to start with mine very interesting mine is is very interesting but it's also very messed up <laughs> yeah that's why i say interesting i was trying to be nice fair enough <laughs> okay so so i think this was three or four years ago uh, i linked up with this rapper online he was really dope uh, i really like this tracks and and we talked about this in a previous podcast when when i find a, a dope rapper whether or not they they work with my beats or not like I'll, I'll reach out and, and see if they want to work or if I can just send them some beats and, and stuff like that. And and this was one of those cases. And we actually got to to chat and, and all of that. And, and and we became somewhat cool with each other. So we we came to the point of of discussing this this project, possibly a small EP or something like that. I don't remember exactly the details. But essentially I just sent him like a bunch of beats. I don't, re I don't remember if I got to send him the actual contracts, but the idea was for me to basically send him like an unlimited lease for each of the beats just to make like the legal end of it also straighten up. And it all went cool. I think he dropped one track first and it was all cool. And then a couple of months later, I knew that he was working on the tracks. He never sent me like a demo or anything, but I know he was working on the tracks. And all of a sudden he dropped a single with one of the beats. The track was dope. Uh, I liked what he did, but I was hit hit up with it like very out of the blue. Like I was just scrolling on Instagram. I don't remember if he tagged me or not, so I'm not going to say that he didn't. But I just remember going on Instagram and all of a sudden seeing that post, listening to it and be like, wait, this is my beat. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, surprise. <laughs> so basically he just decided to drop the single and I think it was like a spur of the moment for him. And that's all cool. Like... I get it. Sometimes we, we just get down with tracks that we want to release in more of a random way. And I get that. But obviously being the producer, I want to help promote the track. Right. You know, so I, I had no issues at all. Like, again, I sent him the beats. The idea was for him to drop singles with them. So nothing was wrong in that in that manner. I saw the beat, listened to it. I shared it around and I hit up the dude on the DMs, I told him, yo, the track is fire, really love the work you did, 
you could have told me first that you were going to drop this to better promote it. Like I would help you put it out there and, and promote the track. And, 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 and again, it wasn't in the way of like, you needed to consult with me first before dropping it. Nothing like that. It was simply like, if it's a joint project, at least to some extent, let me help you promote the track. Right. He did not take it that way. What he heard was, if you're going to drop a track with my beat, you got to tell me first. Because you're not going to do it before telling me. I think this is what he heard. And it was a DM or, you know, but he read my message and that's what he took from it. He got big mad. <laughs> Bro, I reread my message like five times to see if the way I <laughs> explained myself could have been interpreted in a different way. No, he simply, something went wrong out there. He got pissed right, right off the bat. He went on a fucking tangent about, I don't have to justify myself for anyone. Uh, if I want to drop a track, I'll drop a track whenever I want. It doesn't matter if the beat is yours. I made the track. I'm going to drop it. I don't, you know, bro, if I had any issues with you dropping music with my beats, I wouldn't have gotten you the unlimited leases for them. I wouldn't have sent you the fucking stems for them. Right. I wouldn't have. And I offered this. He didn't come at me like, yo, give me fruit. No, I offered. So if I offered, that should tell you something <laughs> that I trust the vision. If you want to say that I want you to work with them and let's drop the track. He got mad. He basically went, went on a tangent against me. Then he went on Twitter. He never tagged me. So he never actually like told people that I was the person who pissed him off and, and just saying like, these people think that, that they can, can boss me around. I'm my own man. I'm going to do whatever I want. If I want to drop work whenever I, you know, he just went crazy on me on the DMs, went crazy on me on the Twitter. He just... He went off the deep end. And in the end, he he unfollowed me, obviously. I think he even blocked me at some point. And, and then he just told me, don't you even worry about your other tracks. I'm not going to use anything of yours. I don't use the work of people I don't respect. Some like, it completely went like out there yeah you know all of a sudden i was this piece of garbage to him that he didn't respect and that he just didn't want anything associated with and he said i'm going to keep this track up but i won't use any of the other ones don't you even sweat it that makes no sense like if you really have that upset i, I wouldn't even put the i would take it down like i wouldn't even want nothing to do with you if i really felt some type of way right bro i mean i at that point i didn't even care if you decided to use the beats <laughs> I was like, you're, you're, you're goddamn insane. If you, to me, he was still going to use them. Like he, he, I don't think he actually did use them. Kudos to him for keeping his word. But I do agree with you. Like if you're that pissed off about this situation, which you created on your own, I was just trying to promote the track. That's all I wanted. Ultimately, if you think I'm disrespecting you, I'm, I wouldn't want to keep a track up like that. Yeah. And he went on to, to promote it for a few days. And, and yeah, it's still up. It's still on Spotify and such. And I never like took any type of action against it because again, I gave him the beat of free will. But either way, this whole situation was 100% created by him. I know I even shared with you um, some of the screenshots of the, of the DMs. Like you came down to the same conclusion that nothing there made much sense. I'm not going to say his name. I never said his name publicly to anyone. His name is beep, 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 beep. 
<laughs> yeah, Bozo the Clown, that's what. <laughs> I also had a lot of different weird experience throughout the years with producers, artists, other clients, but that was probably one of the, the, the weirdest, most irritating ones because it was 100% created by the other person. Like It was so uncalled for. Yeah, and I think that ties to a lack of knowing how to fucking communicate with people. Like if he did feel that way, there's better ways to, you know, talk it out than to just jump off the deep end. You know, ask a question, see where you're coming from. So then he can make, then if you said, if you came as like, yeah, this is how I feel about it. You got to let me know before you drop the shit. Then he'd go on his tirade. He has some type of right to. I get that. But communication is key, man. And a lot of people don't know how to communicate. 100%. I also, I want to say, I think that maybe what kind of threw him for a loop too is how many producers really want to know when somebody drops something and cares enough to want to promote it. And I mean, you already showed those intentions by giving them the beats first off. But a lot of producers, I just got to be honest, really don't even take that initiative to want to be that active with an artist maybe that was it i don't i fr from what i recall he basically worked with one other producer friend of his i don't know what other type of experience he might have had with other producers but what you're saying is also valid like i'm not going to say all producers i know a close circle of producers of producer friends of mine do take some initiative in actually reaching out to artists and, and try to, to build a connection to, to an extent of actually work with them on the long run. But yeah, I guess it's the whole thing of sending beats and then actually staying in touch to see like what's going on with the track. Because I will send beats to rappers that I like and I want to I, I wanna hear the result. And not only that, I want to be a part of the process. Yeah. You know, because if I'm sending you a beat that's on my YouTube and it, it wasn't like purchased by anyone, so ultimately it's there for the taking, I might send you the beat as is, but I want to hear the track before it's out to see what I could improve on my end, on the beat, to make it fit the, the, the track that you made a lot better. Because ultimately that'll result in a, in a more custom track and a more like it'll be more personal rather than feeling like someone got this beat and they just laid around with it. And that's valid. Like a lot of people can build an amazing track to a pre-built beat, but I want to try to get that full experience on. And whenever I work with any type of artists, I'm always trying to stay on top of them, not like controlling or, or trying to be the master of the, of, of the whole track, because that's not my point, just so that I can do as much as I can for the track to be the best possible result. Because ultimately we're we're creatives and we want our end product to be the best possible, right? Right. And and unfortunately, I don't think a lot of other people think that way. But I mean, that's really one of the best ways to be about it is to have that that hands on that want to be a part of the process, especially when you're working with somebody directly. Yeah, exactly. There are so many producers who get placements and they won't even know about the placement until the day the track comes out. Yeah, true. And that's cool. I mean, if logic would buy a beat from me and drop an album by the way logic if you want to buy <laughs> no but if logic would have buy, bought, bought a beat from me and then dropped an album and i would listen to the album and my beat was on there i would go bananas yeah but obviously i would love more to be a part of it from the from the start i mean i'm i'm a very small producer and at least from the industry point of view and logic is who he is but still i feel like if if you like my beat to the point where you want to use it i can definitely improve upon it 
getting your perspective on what you want to do with it. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like whenever I work on a beat and then I send it out for someone to collab with, like whenever we work on a track, I know the beat is going to be 10 times better than if it were just my beat, simply because you're getting different perspectives on, on the track. Facts. Facts. Big facts. Hell yes. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that's where our repeat dropped. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but that's what it is. So I feel like artists and pre producers want so much to work together and network and like be able to collaborate together. But then they set out these weird boundaries, maybe unconsciously. And maybe like there's so much going on with so many people that you can't fully trust anyone like right away that you create, that you build these walls before you actually like feel comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. But people have to like ease more into it, understand who you're talking to, understand the boundaries that you both have and who's cool with what and build from there. But like definitely what you said about communication, that's, that's key. Because that whole situation could have been like, it, it, it wouldn't even gone off if he had asked me like, what do you mean by that? That simple ask question would have been more than simple enough. as that. It didn't even have to be anything crazy. But no, he read my message, he interpreted it however he did, and it blew out of proportion. Yeah, totally. You made an assumption, and you know what happens when you make an assumption? You make yourself an ass. Yep. But I try to see it like glass half full because if that's how he took that and that's how he reacted to that misunderstanding it's better that it went that way at that time than like later on with more projects and yeah so hell yeah i was gonna say that he showed his hand he showed his true color so you got to know what type of person he was and cut that relationship off before it proceeded any further and then shit would have probably been even worse and he was always very cool with me like i i never had any type of red flags with him we even got on video calls and all that oh shit I know that sometimes we're like dealing with our personal things and we try to disconnect them from everything else and everyone else because nobody has to take shit from you because you're having a bad day. But it does become hard. And But if you're in a professional sphere, then you definitely got to leave your, your crap at the door. Yeah, for sure. Motherfuckers don't know how to put on their professional hat. Like You have to have one to some degree. Can't even put their professional socks, bro. <laughs> They out there flip-flopping their hands. <laughs> yeah. And you brought up a point about boundaries. And that kind of ties into the stuff that I've been dealing with. And I'm not going to say nobody's name because it's not just one person. It's multiple people who do this type of stuff of hitting you up, not telling you what their intentions are. They're just like, let's work, bro. I got other things going on. You're not my biggest priority. And all you're doing is saying, let's work. The let's work. <laughs> Bruh. What what does that what does that mean? It means nothing. So if I don't respond, I got other things going on. You're not my biggest priority. But then people won't respect your time and then feel like they have to go the extra mile to hit you up on a different social media platform with a similar message, not saying anything more, the same thing. I'm going to email. Let's it. put in the work. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just said, let's put in the work. So you're going to email me, you're going to hit me up on Facebook, you're going to hit me up on here, 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 until I respond to you. Like, dude, have some type of respect for my time and my life. Yeah. Especially, it's, it wouldn't be so much a problem if you came off correct. Just leave a message and tell me your intentions, mm -hmm. and I will get back to you. I have other things going on. But you can't just wait for a couple days, and you're just going to press somebody until you get the attention you want. 
I can't stand that. Like, you have to learn to respect people's boundaries. That's just like, that's just crossing a line. I don't know what it is. I don't know if people just assume that, oh, he's doing this professionally or he has social media, so he has to be on. But what's most frustrating to me is that whenever that happens to me, they'll want to reply like ASAP. I've had those types of cases too. They did. I don't think they ever like actually went all the way to other social media. Like they just spam me that one <laughs> and got me with like question marks, question marks, like hours after. Right. Yeah. But then you reply and they ghost. They just, they don't reply back. Or if they do, they'll do it like way later than you did. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's some type of like payback. Oh, you made me wait. So now I'm going to. Right, so I'm going to do the same thing to you, tit for tat type of thing. Yeah. Possibly. I don't get that. And I will say about this, like, even though I've had those people do that to me, I don't feel any malice or anger, but I do feel like people just have to to learn to not go overboard because that will turn certain people off. See, me, I'm a, I'm willing to work past that. Yep. Like, if, if I can get to it and it's actually going to be something fruitful between us, then I'll get past that. But still, you should never... Please don't ever do that. Just blow. That's that's like with a female or somebody that you're trying to talk to. You're going to blow them up on everything just to get a response if they don't reply to you right away. So, you, oh, they didn't reply to my text. So I'm going to email them. Then I'm going to go stalk them on Facebook. Then I'm going to go to their Instagram and email them. There. <laughs> like, bro. Send them a letter. Yeah. <laughs> text them. <laughs> Pigeon couriers and stuff like that. Everything. That's when I had to call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do agree with you. And I, and I also understand that you don't, you don't get pissed off or see mal like what you just said, like actually get enraged about the whole situation. Because we've had to deal with this for so many years that we sort of create this shell of like what to expect. So be open-minded enough to if they want to work, like let's set the things straight and all that. But if they don't want to work, we're already so accustomed or so used to it being like the case mm -hmm. that it's just like... Uh, Another one. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that's my take on it. I try not to be super cold about it whenever random people hit me up about beats or collabs. But most of the time, I, I always have that thought in the back of my mind of, are you are you going to be one of the real ones or, or is just like you're going to test the waters and then bounce? Mm -hmm. That shit is always kind of sketchy to me when people approach like that because you don't know where it's going to lead to. And it's usually about getting beats for free, basically. Like, let's collab. Every every producer has been hit up with this one. Let's collab. Send me beats and, like, we'll work off of royalties and all that. Which, like, the obvious comeback is royalties are always part of the conversation. The the part that, that isn't is you paying me up front. I don't know you from Adam. Why am I going to send you beats? Because even when I want to send beats to artists that I find, I'm the one taking that initiative. So they're not coming at me looking for a freebie. I find them on YouTube or SoundCloud or Spotify. I like their stuff. I look them up on Instagram and I hit up the, their DMs. And I tell them, yo, I'm going to send you a couple of beats if you like. I might send them a coupon. Like if you want to get more beats, I'll also give you a discount. But I want to send you a couple of beats. But if you're an artist and you're hitting me up expecting freebies, even if I like your music, I'm already clenching. Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I might lose that type of appeal to you because you came at me looking for free stuff when you don't know me from anywhere. One of the artists I work with or have had tracks out with, 
which is Dank Savella. Uh, shout out Dank. He hit me up. Actually, no, he bought a beat from me. Actually, a collab with Pain, and and I ended up listening to the track that he put out <clears throat> because he tagged me because he's one of the dope artists who tags the producers. Credit your producers. Yeah, shout out Dank, man. He's he's dope as hell. And he's a cool dude. Thank like, fire. The way he conducts himself and carries himself, amazing dude. Dude is 100% legit. But yeah, he bought the beat. He tagged me and Payne, I assume, I think. Um, he he did the whole, the whole nine yards. He got on distro. He added me and, and Payne for, for the royalty split. He did the whole thing. I listened to the track and I was like, damn, this is fire. Yeah. I went to listen to the whole catalog of his complete fire and i still i went to him and i told him yo i heard the beat let me send you a couple of beats and if you still want to buy them here's a coupon bro to this day i still send him beats for us to work on with and he still wants to pay for the beats and he doesn't buy all of them because i insist on actually giving him some of the beats but he actually still like goes in and tries to buy them or, or actually buys them so i'm not expecting him to buy up front every single time Because if I really fuck with what he's doing and what he's doing on my tracks, I'm out to build a catalog and create great music and just build a, a connection there. Bro, to me, that's enough in incentive. Oh, yeah. He went about it the right way. To me, that's a proper way to, to go in and handle things. And he's not the only one. Uh, like Nico Blanco is also one of the top dudes that I work with and he, he's on the exact same level to me. Like amazing dude, very versatile with, with his bars and flows and all that. And he still keeps it 100%. Like he doesn't get bullshit in, in the middle of the conversation. Like he understands he's, he's open for the conversation. He's more than open to buy the beats. I still send him free beats, but he's more than open to buy the beats. To me, those are the types of artists I want to work with. Oh, yeah. I don't care if you're booming mainstream, like making charts, or if you're underground and nobody's listening to you. If you have that type of professionalism, open-mindedness, and like actually try to give a listen to the person you're working with, bro, you're in with me. But it's, it, I feel like it's tough to find those type of people. It is. <laughs> That's the truth. Because a lot of people are on bullshit. But I did want to kind of cycle back around to approaching people for a quick second and just give uh, my opinion on how to properly cold approach somebody. Well, not necessarily cold approach. I feel like cold approaching can work if you are really, if you structure your shit to show your intentions up front and what you're trying to do. But I feel it's better and, and you've done it. I've seen you do it and I've done it. If there's somebody that you rock with, support their stuff first. Be in their comments interact with their post and these people are going to notice you so then when you go into the dms then somebody's gonna be like oh i already seen this dude he's already commented on my post he shared my stuff he's talked to me we've had some type of interaction but just to just cold dm somebody and expect something is ridiculous i agree 100 i mean if i'm if i'm gonna cold approach someone it's not trying to get something out of it right it's just showing my support that's the most i'm gonna do But what you said actually, like, and that's a great example because it can inevitably bring out like a great unexpected result out of it. Because what you just said is is something that actually I, I do. I do that like very frequently uh, show support to both my homies and, and like random people I find. 
But a few years back, I was showing love to this Portuguese rapper that I always loved his work and I was buying his CD. And I guess that he, I think he saw my name and he had seen my name pop up on Instagram and such. Mm -hmm. And he ended up hitting me up. And to me, that was insane because he's very well known on the scene in Portugal. I wasn't trying at all. And I, I never thought that by me reaching out to buy a CD would end up how, how it did. But that's, that's a great example because just by showing your support, it could end up with you working with someone you, you always loved their work. Right. That's how it went with Bitowski. I ended up collabing, and now Bitowski is, is, is a homie. Yeah. But I, I followed him for years, was commenting and supporting him on YouTube. And one day I just, I just put it out there like, yo, would you be down to collab? And he was down to collab. So uh, that's, that's the proof right there. Like, that's the proof. Yeah. So yeah, you just got to be respectful because at the end of the day, you're not, you're not interacting with possible um, prizes. You're interacting with people. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And if you want to work with someone, why are you going to treat them like a, a way to, to win something? You know, I, if I, I'm a musician, I'm a creative. If I want to work with you, it's because I like your work and I want to create something that I'm going to like love from it. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm expecting to get a placement or whatever. Yeah, they want to use people as tools to to do the job that they want. Just be genuine. That's that's what it comes down to, being genuine. When you're truly genuine about something, you're good. And it's going to come across. Yeah, be genuine and don't be a genuine dick. <laughs> Especially. No, please do that so that we'll know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you are a dick, then be it up front, I guess. But try not to be a dick in general. Just be a be a good person for your society in which we all live in. I find it funny how that communicating and being genuine is lost online. Like it's a lost art amongst people. Like so many people are bad at just communicating simple things. Artists, producers, people online in general. I, I don't know if it's because we're more in the producer atmosphere. I assume that this is a thing whatever area you're focused on. But I feel like there's this inherent competition between everyone and they just have to get through it and they get lost in how to actually make make it to their goals and so they just pile through whatever way possible there's so misinformation online that it's easier for for someone just starting up like following the wrong tips so where you and i followed ill mind dj pain one beat stars tutorials and such yeah that you can actually grow from it But there's also these very bad producers, not just producers, but just people online giving out so much crappy information that it's easy to feel like if you send the same message to a thousand different people, there's a chance of at least 10% of them hitting you back. But yeah, I mean, it, it's tough for us who've been in here for a while to get hit up with these types of spammy messages. But I know it's also hard to starting up and not knowing what to do. That's true. But I feel like what you said earlier, we have kind of these figures now that have been around for a while, like Illmind, Pain One, people like that. They're spreading good information and it's it's becoming big. Like it's so there's to me, there's really no excuse to be having that much bad information, bad habits that are like shit people used to do from 2008. We're in 2022. No, 100%. And all this information is available on how to conduct yourself, how to handle things, how to be a producer, how to be an artist, and just the general business aspect of it all. 
So now we have the bet to me the best information now. Back when we started out, yeah, there was a tons and tons of bad information. So to me now, there's really no excuse to still be trying to spam people and and do all this dumb shit. I don't know. I feel like it's probably people because here's the thing: when when you go and it's true, we we have more knowledge out there than ever. But it it it's not just the knowledge that you need. You need to actually put in the work. You need to actually implement what you're listening and and learning and all that. And that might become a bit like overwhelming, you know, because it is a lot to take in. And obviously, just because you know how to do it doesn't mean you're going to get results right away. And so if you want to get somewhere far, you're going to have to fight for it. I understand that people might get frustrated about listening to these advices, putting them to practice, and maybe in two months, they don't see results. And instead of thinking, I mean, this is going to take a while. It's normal, like a lot of people have been here. No, they're going to think it's been two months and I still haven't seen squat. So I'm going to do this that I just saw, which seems like a heck. And maybe it'll, it'll give me better results quickly. I think you're absolutely right. There's so much good advice now. There really is no excuse to do dumb shit, but people want shortcuts. You know who has a lot of great knowledge, actually? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Our sponsor. BeatStars.com. Uh, we are sponsored by, by BeatStars once again. Thank you very much, BeatStars, for being such a constant sponsor to us. If you don't know what BeatStars is, BeatStars is a digital music marketplace where musicians can basically buy beats, sell beats, not just beats, but music in general. So it's open for both producers and uh, artists, rappers. And you can sell your beats, you can sell sound kits, you can sell services such as uh, mixing and mastering services, you can sell your hooks if you want to make your vocals available for producers to use. You can sell basically all kinds of things, music related related and actually even illustrations and, and design work. I, I know a lot of people are, are selling design through BeatStars. So you can get creative with what you can sell. BeatStars has been around for a good while. It's been the home for great placements and well-known placements such as Lil Nas X's Old Town Road, uh, CJ's Whoopty and Soldier Boy's She Make It Clap and so many others yeah so so go check out BeatStars if you're starting up or if you've been in in the music area for a while and you think it's time to make the leap and get the first month off free from us uh, with a coupon code checkpoint so go over to beatstars.com slash sell dash beats and use the coupon code checkpoint for 30 days off your first subscription and you can cancel it before they, they charge your card. So you can cancel at any point, but I don't think you will want to cancel once you go in it because BeatStars has been amazing, has been an amazing home for my beats, sound kits and, and such. I know it's also been the home for Darrell for years and years now, but following the route of misinformation or information that's actually provided that's good. BeatStars for the past couple of years has been adding a lot of useful content to the platforms, both on YouTube with their live shows where they have all types of guests. If you go to BeatStars.live, you got a bunch of live shows. If you go to BeatStars.world, there's so much information for you to take to take your business, your music business to the next step. That's just insane. There's so much information that BeatStars alone provides for free. 
So you don't even have to be a member of BeatStars to make use of this information. There's really no excuse. Like you were saying, there's no excuse for people to be misinformed to this day. So please go over to BeatStars and get the information you need. Don't be out here lacking yeah. and, and being misinformed and doing shit backwards. And don't be frustrated. You're not going to get results immediately. It's going to take a while and it's going to take consistency above all else. Facts. So don't be frustrated and don't take that as I've done what you suggested me to do and it's not bringing results. So you're giving me wrong information. No, it's going to take some time. So don't be that type of person because ultimately it's going to end up hurting you and your business. Man. That was beautifully said. You're like a poet. Yeah. I mean, eh. <laughs> you just agree so fast. Like, yeah. Yeah, bro. I I, I, I I'm amazing. I'm you know, shit. like, <laughs> I'm the shit. No, nah. no, nah, but it is true. Like when, when you got into the game initially, I assume, did you get these type of frustrations and, and stuff like that? Of like not knowing how to do certain things or... Not knowing how to do it or following advice from people online and not seeing the results as quickly as you thought maybe you would get them. I can say no, because my mindset has never been, uh, I've always been patient. I always knew what it was going to take to get where I had to go with the advice that I was seeing. So I, I never expected to, for things to happen too fast. I already knew the, that it's going to be a long game. So I never had frustrations with, oh, this is not working in the time that I wanted to work or anything like that. I just kept going with it because I knew eventually it will work. It's up to me to put in the time, the effort, the years to make it work. So me personally, no. Are you self-aware? Yeah. I feel like this is also an issue with a lot of people, which is being self-aware of your own mistakes mm -hmm. or, or where you're lacking. You know, because I know that I've been a, a, an online bedroom producer, whatever term I, uh, you want to use for seven years almost. And in that time space, people have achieved great results where I didn't. But I'm very aware that the reason why I didn't get these types of results is solely on me. Yeah. So it's not because I got information from this, that, and those people and it never worked because whenever I did put into practice in a more consistent way, it did show results. Like a couple of years ago, I dropped my first EP and it did really well, like way more than I expected because I actually followed the plan of it. And so when you put in the work, you'll see results. And I know that I lack in marketing. Like I, I don't have the patience for newsletters and I'm not making excuses. Like I know that I don't get results because of my own self. Because I don't put in enough work. Preach. But a lot of people don't get this. They think that they put in the work for two months, it didn't get the results, and so the blame is on the information. Mm -hmm. We're both very self-aware. I completely understand where I'm going wrong on certain shit. Yeah. And what it will take to improve on those areas. And I do eventually want to improve on them. I just know right now, I'm like, ah. there's certain things that I, I do need to work on. Social media, I fucking terrible at it. Instagram, I'm like Instagram illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> for real. That shit still is hard for me to wrap my mind around making videos on Instagram and, and the whole the way. It's hard enough for you to promote this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can't even promote the podcast. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I and I will say I'm glad of doing this podcast with you, man, because it's getting me out of my comfort zone to step into doing things that I need to change because I am tired of being in that same stagnant box. I'm happy where I'm at. 
it's not bad, but I know it could be way better if I take another step to put myself out yep. and put this out. Do you feel like, I don't know if you want to consider it extra motivation or some type of underlying obligation of whenever you get into a project with someone to actually go the extra mile because someone else is involved? Yeah, for sure. Because that always helps. And it depends on, the, but it depends on who you're doing that project with. Like for you, like for uh, doing this with you, yeah, it's giving me that motivation to step out because you have that same type of energy to push and we're both, you know, doing this together. So, yeah. Yeah, because just like you, like I have zero patience for Instagram. My Instagram has been stagnant for months, I guess. But yours was way better than mine. That's for sure. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm I'm more consistent with it, but it, I don't I don't know if that necessarily translates into being better. Because I think that that on its own, it's very subjective. Nah, you better. Eh, maybe. <laughs> Visuals and all that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do hate like the whole social media thing. But for the podcast, since I know it's like, and I, I don't take it as an obligation. I do take it more as motivation. But I do go that extra mile. So I end up putting way more work into this project than my own personal one. I'm very aware that it's because it's a joint project. And so it motivates me more because I'm not in this alone. But just like you said, if you're working with someone on a project and it sort of gets in a weird area, it might go from motivation to obligation. And you're just doing this because you don't want to mess up the other person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Both people got to show up. Yeah. And and really want to do it. And maybe that's the way, you know, I didn't really think much about it, but maybe that's really the way of focusing up on areas where you're lacking, you know? Yeah, for sure. Collaborating in any aspect can always bring out the best in both people because you're no longer doing it by yourself. Anything you want to you wanna bring out before we wrap up this, uh, this episode? No, not really. Any cool stuff you're working on? Well, I don't know if I want to reveal it just yet. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Laurel's got the sauce and he's keeping it. Yeah, you don't even know. Even I don't know? You oh, don't damn. Know. Oh, damn. You don't even know, boy. Damn, bro. I want to know. Do you? Nah, you don't want to know. Yeah, I'm a nosy bitch. <laughs> I want to know. No, I'm. all I'm doing is just working on the kit. Well, a couple of them, but uh, this one is it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. All of them are dope. Go check out the Rails kits. <laughs> we don't use this podcast to promote our, ourselves in that way. But definitely go check out the Rails kits. Like, they're fire. They're great. They're a great bang for the buck. You're not going to be disappointed. And I'm not saying because it's him, because the hell with the Rails. We're really, <laughs> we're, we're really here under, under contractual ob- obligation. But go check out his, his sound kits. They're fire. Uh, which was the, one, the last one you put out? The Volt. The Volt 3. I use the Volt 3 so much. The drums from the Volt is, are amazing. Yeah, I, I got to bring that back. People have been asking about it. Are asking for like kits like that. So the drums are insane. Super well mixed. I try, man. I try. I just put a limmer on and slam the hell out of it. <laughs> turn it up super loud. Turn it up. Add an add a add, add an RC20 and turn it up. Three limiters. Hell yeah. Sometimes I go to six <laughs> just for that maximum volume. Three ozone elements. <laughs> duplicate, duplicate, duplicate. God damn, the crunch on those drums. But yeah, I feel like that's pretty much all we got for this week. Let us know your thoughts on the conversation. We'll be on social media as usual. 
follow the conversation on at Jam on your favorite social media platform, be it Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also listen to this on YouTube if you aren't currently listening on YouTube and all other streaming platforms. So show love to Collab Jam when, wherever you prefer. And we also got a Patreon if you want to support us. If you don't, that's cool. But if you do, it helps us out. Uh, keep on doing this without going completely free. <laughs> and yeah, it's been your host, The Plan Beats, and your host, The Rail Bikes. It's better. <laughs> and yeah, I guess we'll, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, we'll catch you on the flip-flop. Yeah. Peace, everybody. Have a good one, everyone. Peace.